I'll probably get a cease and desist. Like, hey, by the way, <laughs> I got a cease and desist today for uh, my fence life. Have you been looking for a business podcast with hosts and guests who don't have a stick up their ass? Yeah, I said it. Damn! Well, if so, welcome to your new home, brother. Brother. This is My Fence Life. Woo! Our three passions are beer, bourbon, and business. And probably in that order. We're bringing on business owners who share tips, tricks, and behind-the-scenes stories to help your business be more successful. And we drink during the show. So no matter what industry you're in, pop a cold one and come on in. Welcome to the My Fence Life studio. What's happening, Fence Lifers, man? What is going on? We got a great show for you tonight. You're going to love it. It's unlocking the secrets of fence contracts with, uh, we got a special guest tonight. You already know him. I'm not going to waste any time. I'm just going to bring him on up. He's a friend of the show. Oh, Nathan, Nathan Downs. What's happening, bro? I'm excited to talk about contracts and agreements in the fence world, bud. Yeah, man. It's kind of funny. I saw a little something on Facebook, uh, the other night about a guy said, hey, Dan, I used your uh, I used your contract. And the customer was like, uh, screw you. I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway, fellas, uh, we're on uh, season five, episode two. This is going to be a two-part series. Nathan and I had a bunch of notes. And you're like, hey, man, we can turn this into two shows. So that's what we're going to do. So let's, uh, let's get the ball rolling, man. Um, hey, just so you all know. We, uh, we're going live on StreamYard, so before leaving a comment, please go to StreamYard.com forward slash Facebook to allow StreamYard permission to show your name with your comment so we can see who's commenting what, all right? And don't forget, we're live on YouTube. We're live on the My Fence Life Facebook page, the Fence Industry Facebook page, and the Fence Media Facebook page, and LinkedIn. Good Lord, have mercy. We're everywhere. This is our guest tonight. Mr. Nathan Downs, you know, Nathan, I got to do the uh, the intro, man. I got to do the, okay. here's my guest, okay? <laughs> okay. All right, Fence Lifers, get ready for your shut it, badass hinge guest brought to you by D&D Technology, creator of the Magna Latch. If it doesn't say badass, it ain't D&D. I feel like I should snarl while I'm listening to that. You should, because you got Nationwide as your sponsor on your podcast, huh? No, no. We we are we are hardware sponsorless over at Protecting Your Radius Podcast. So That's what I'm talking we, about. You know why, huh? We just use Nationwide, but we are sponsorless right now. So really? if somebody's interested, we're, we're open. Ah, well, you do realize that... Um, free agents. Free agents, huh? You do realize that, you know, D&D Technologies is worldwide. They're not nationwide. I've mm. heard you say that multiple times. That's a little tagline I came up with, and I'm going to hit that marketing department with that. I'll probably get a cease and desist. Like, hey, by the way, <laughs> I got a cease and desist today for uh, my fence life. We should talk about this, man. Can we talk about yeah, it? Yeah, man. Sure, you, do you know it. my phrase? Fuck that guy. Man, fuck that guy. 
right? So, <laughs> so we've been using these awesome cartoons, man. Oh, yeah. What are y'all drinking tonight before we get into that? Yeah, what's everybody drinking? Dude, I'm drinking a little gin tonight. It's warm outside, and I'm like, the bourbon's a little too hot. Sonic Hall. This isn't beer. It's not bourbon, but it's seltzer. So, oh, okay. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, be careful with that. Well, guys, y'all know we got three rules to the show beer, bourbon, and business. So, um, go ahead, drop in the uh, comments what you're drinking so we can. We can share it with you, you know what I mean? But I'm drinking a little rabbit hole gin, a little bespoke gin tonight and soda. Nice. Yeah, it's too high for bourbon, man. Bourbon's a winter so drink. We we got to rewind now. All right. Highlighting in the comments there. The cease and desist. What, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, Russ, I get an email today, and, um, and if you've noticed, or maybe you haven't noticed, but I had to go delete all the Pete and Jake cartoons. So this makes zero sense to me, bro. Those cartoons are great. Yeah. They are in the archives. They are buried. They are from an era of, of the fencing world that no one knows about anymore. So sure. apparently the people who own Fence News or something or whatever paid somebody to do them. And you would think they would reach out and go, Dan, we fucking love this, man. Those things were dead. Use it. Use it for the fence industry. Bring glory to something that's been buried in the pyramids of the fence world. Right? No. Let's, let's hire an attorney and tell you stop using them and bury them. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Jesus Christ. This could have been an opportunity where they could have used it to as free advertisement for fence news. Hey, look, Dan. Uh, how about you go ahead and use those? We'll give it to you, but can you give us a little props? Can you talk mm -hmm. about fence news? Can you talk about Bob and Karen who had these cartoons made? Something. Give me a little history. Yep. Let's do a freaking show on it. No, let's throw our money away and go hire an attorney and um, tell you you can't use them anymore so we can't laugh at the funny shit that uh -huh. made the fence world what it is today, right? That makes yep. zero sense to me. Anyway. I want to get back to the part of your sponsor. You have no sponsors right now? No, no, no. You said for hardware. Oh, for hardware. Yeah, for hardware. No, Ooh, D&D. D&D. Don't, D &D. Don't, don't have any hardware. That's the Dom DeLuise of uh, podcasting over there. The Captain Chaos of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> I, we sell a lot of... Um, our current brand of hardware that we use. So <laughs> yeah. let's not even talk it's a about good it. Good opportunity. You're going to yeah, be, right, yeah. you're going to be a Dan will, or we're not mentioning their names. They're not giving us yeah, money. Nah, so we're, we're not, not mentioning them. River. Do they pay us? Yeah. Yeah. Wheelie boy. <laughs> when I hear him say that, he reminds me of Archie bunker. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's so disgruntled. <laughs> now, but now Dan's like, uh, he, if you see him walk around at like an event, he looks like a freaking NASCAR. He's yeah. got all the little, patches all yeah. over the place mm -hmm. and i'm like who bought your butt space and you know it's like some random company we've never all ever heard of you know i'm like okay it's cool so you do know at <laughs> fence tech 2023 uh, protecting your radius podcast had these stickers so i put one of those stickers on my butt at the show because <laughs> i was protecting my 
anus. Radius. <laughs> Radius. Radius. <laughs> tongue tie. Keep getting tongue tie. <laughs> so, man, I think we all know you're an a- uh, FWA member, AFA member, AFA president right now, right? Yeah. And, uh, chapter. and you're not going to the fence show, but you might be doing a little um, virtual something or another, whatever Brian's got up his sleeve, man. There's no telling. Dude's got There's smoke no coming telling. out of his ears, right? So, uh, we, we will, we will be, there's a high probability we will still be represented there, even if I'm not there in the flesh. So nice. We'll see how that goes. Nice. Nice. Secrets to come. So man, let's dive into this, bro. So this is something that's yeah, been kind of on my mind and it's crazy. I called you yesterday about this and then last night I see, or tonight I see, cause we're, yeah. So tonight I saw yeah, the, tonight. uh, yeah, tonight. I saw this guy saying that, yeah, damn blah, I used your your contract and customer walked away. Well, I responded. The guy's name was Norm. Okay. We're already knowing that's a dated name, right? He said, I've been doing this fifty years. I've never I've never seen a contract like this. You you know, blah, blah, blah. So I know Norm, right? I, I commented Norm probably Responded to that email on his desktop Commodore 64 and, you know, because <laughs> playing Pong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he could, <laughs> you know, you look like a robot right now. Yeah. The old Atari Pong. And, uh, yeah, he's got a flip phone with a voicemail that says, if you don't leave a voicemail, I won't call you back. Right. Right. Uh, you know, that kind of guy I got an AOL email and I get it, man. I get it. So, those people, they are turned off by a contract. These are this is an era. This is a generation, I guess we could say the baby boomers, maybe, that you walked over, you shook the guy's hand, he did what he said he was gonna do, and now the other guy did what he said he was gonna do, and life was great. But they yep. don't realize as a business owner today, we need to protect ourselves because People want to sue. People don't want to pay. People don't want to do what they say. That you can't take somebody's word. It's a damn shame, you know. Yeah, um, I get people. Is, this is not that age, man. No, for sure. And I get people say to me, they're like, uh, "Oh, we we don't we're not paying that um, that fifty percent uh, retainer fee because uh, you know I, I just don't I don't feel comfortable." Well, you called me because I got 360-plus five-star reviews. I don't have those because I'm going off the Vegas, hanging out with Brian uh, Fred Aluminum, gambling all freaking weekend with your deposit. Jesus Christ, man. Don't you think I'd have at least one review to say, the guy ran off with my money? Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, And the funny thing is, is these are the same people that said they called me because of the reviews. So... I just say, well, it's our process and procedure. If we don't get a 50% retainer fee, then we don't get you scheduled. Oh, well, you're the owner. Well, yeah. And it's if I break my rules, it's even worse than if my team members or employees, whatever verbiage you want to use, break my rules. It's even worse. What kind of leader am I if I don't follow the rules? They don't like that. But guess what? They, no. I've had one person this year not like my contract and – uh yeah. That lady, right? Yeah, I told you about that. Yeah, the one who brought yeah. the contract back. We we brought it yeah. to her house. She drove to the office, 
called because there were stairs and she didn't want i just want to give you your contract back and i was like uh, <laughs> okay thanks <laughs> we'll that, was, that was the first yeah we'll recycle yeah. this for you uh karen her name was margaret her name was margaret and uh she dropped it off real quick had to get home to watch matlock so i have a question <laughs> for norm actually yeah norm. so what was like what was norm trying to achieve like was he using your contract to show that it wouldn't work or like i i guess i'm kind of confused well it was a guy i can't remember his damn name he always comments on the show last name's more uh steven moore and i might have shared with him my contract so he used it and norm decided that he wasn't going to sign it you know norm was the customer yeah so and the thing about it is is i've had Two attorneys this year tell me, man, I really like your contract. Well, I call it an agreement because we're in Louisiana, so they like the word agreement, not contract. We're under Napoleonic law. Unlike the rest of the nation, makes no sense to me. But anyway, (laughs) um, so we use the word agreement, and they were both like, man, this is ironclad. I know what you're supposed to do. You know what I'm supposed to do. Life is great. If more contractors used a con- an agreement like this, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, I'd have less work. It's so cut and dry, you know. So anyway, let's get down to business, man. Or oh, you got something to say? No, I was like thinking. I, yeah, yeah. I was. I was thinking in my head as you were saying that to to kind of like shoehorn the whole conversation and what we're talking about with contracts and agreements, Dan is. Like you have to understand the essence of what we're discussing here is protection for the company and protection for the client. And and if you're getting pushback on it, I I would contest that it probably shows that there's like, how are you delivering it? Right? Like, like you said, I can't go back on my own. Like I'm the one that made the policy. Like I, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like it's so, like we treat it at our at Radius so matter of fact. Like there's, it's not a conversation. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. Like, well, like it's so normal. Like to everyone in my office, no matter who's talking to the client. Like, hey, the the procedure to get on the schedule and get a project done by us is you, we did it, bam, bam, bam. Like we have like five steps. Exactly. And if you don't follow the five steps. Now, I allow our team, so we allow some flexibility in that. Like, I let people pay the deposit and then sign the contract. But all of these things have to happen for the job to trigger. So everyone knows that. We have comfort level from anyone answering the phone, if we're out in the field, if we're getting questions on our direct cell phones, and whatever that is. There's emails, texts, all the different ways of communication. I think that's like the essence has to be there, especially for younger companies or um, growing companies where it, 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 that is a challenge, right, man? Like you're, well, you're well established. Do, We're 15 months into this thing, you know, and I'm sitting here going, have you ever had, like, have, have you ever had one of your guys do something on a job that costs money, but they thought they were doing the customer a favor? Right. Yeah. No verbal change <laughs> orders. None. You call the office. We do a change order. I'll send a changeover over at zero cost because it varies from my agreement. Yeah. So 
it also protects my guys out in the field because now anyway, we're going to get down to this, man. Let's 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 go. We got a yeah. little outline. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if y'all see me reading and stuff and stumbling on my words and whatever. So anyway, um, unlocking the we'll secrets. Start from the top. Yeah, unlocking the secrets of fence contracts, part one. Protecting your project from misunderstandings with Nathan Downs. I feel like we should have a days of our lives. Will music play in there? I should have brought my neons or something and like hung them over my head. Yeah, yeah. So, project description and scope of work is important, and I've found that we just need to tackle that right away. So I literally have it. In my, I think it's called terms, conditions, specifications, and uh, notes, I think is what I have it called. We literally have right there exactly what we're going to be doing, okay? And it also says exactly how deep our posts are going to be, how many runners we use for a six-foot, four-foot, six-foot, and eight-foot fence, what kind of nails we use, everything. Nice little spell out deal. And guess what? You know, I mean, people call me up and go, are you going to use four by fours? And I'm like, okay, they didn't read. All they did was look at the price. <laughs> so then I'm like, yes, if you look in the uh, terms, conditions, specifications, and notes sections, it breaks all that down for you down to even the type of nail we're going to use, how many bags of concrete, you know, per hole, you know, everything. Right. We, we get that right out the way. Because I don't want to get into a deal where, hey, Dan, we're ready to move forward. Oh, great. Let me sell over the contract. Oh, wait, you're using nails? I wanted screws. So we get that shit out the way right away. What about what, what do y'all do over there at uh, Radius Fence of Tulsa, Oklahoma? Yeah, we do the same thing. I mean, your estimate to establish all of that has to be clear enough to where customers have an understanding of the expectation of what we're going to build. Mm -hmm. You know, in the past I've done them where it's like six foot wood privacy fence with a gate. Well, the problem was, is like they get out there and they get done. I thought it was going to have cat board. It didn't say that. Huh. And then they go, it didn't say anything. Oh God. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. It really didn't oh, say crap. I, I thought I was going like, to say was wood fence. You know, yeah, I thought I was getting horizontal board on board. Uh, right, right. Oh, I thought I was getting a metal frame gate. Oh, uh, you know, I thought my <laughs> gate was going to be 45 foot wide and cantilever, you know. Uh, no. Exactly. So we spell that out, man, down to, you know, all gates on hinge posts. Get six by six by eights. You know what I mean? All that stuff. I mean, we we spell it all out. And And one thing, Dan, that's helped us as a newer company, so for those guys and gals that are new, um, spelling that out from the beginning has allowed like Donnie and I to establish our standards, right? right? So now we have completely moved to Western red cedar pickets on privacy fencing. Um, unless there's a sourcing issue, like every bid that goes out. So now in our standard, when we're doing our drawings and like we're using arc site and getting everything going through there. It tells you exactly what it is, but it, but it also is helping us establish, like we're only going to use galvanized ring shank nails because we know that's what works. Like our connection methodology to our steel posts is this 
way. And this is our steel post that we're using. So it established our standard without us even having to have a conversation about it, right? We just knew this is what we want. We want to use these pickets like we're exclusively using Alto Western Red pickets now. Just what it is. So like all the other options are there, but we've established that that is our standard. And there's no, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a comfort level to a client as well when we can sit there and talk about the same, like it's the same thing. So I even noticed that with Lexi, she's a month in now here in, in the office and um, she's like picking the stuff up so fast, but how could you not, if it's always the same, right? You know, like it's so easy for her. Like, so I'll go in there and I'll go, Hey, remember how you build the fence? How many rails does it get? She's like three. And I'm like, the girl's never even barely seen a fence, you know, let alone, Whoa. you know, but, but we're, we're creating that environment where we all see it so much that even someone brand new in the business has never built anything, never even gone out and looked at a fence for the most part, mm-hmm. you know, can, can pick up these things and understand like, Hey, no, we use Alta Western red cedar pickets. Well, when it's your standard, man. And, and what's funny about it is, is we go ahead and get, um, we get people say, Oh, well you said you were going to do this. Like, uh, no, I know no one <laughs> here at fence King said we're going to do that. <laughs> oh yeah, you did. Right. Oh, you want to know how I know? Oh, yeah. Because we haven't done it in ten years, or we ha- we haven't done that since the you know the the late you know well I don't even know how to say it now two thousand eight two thousand nine whatever the case might be you know or my guys don't even know that's a thing right yeah yeah <laughs> it hasn't been done that way in ten years yeah it hasn't yeah been, like yeah. you said the my guy guys has, don't know that they wouldn't have said that yeah the guy has been with me the longest has been six years and he he's he's never even heard of it you know right right so you know. So we have standards, right? And we get that out the way right away. We don't waste any time. We uh, we got it right there on the estimates, you know? Yep. So let's move along, man. So cost of the estimate and payment terms. I've got a little note right here that says C number 15. Did you see my agreement? Because you now have a copy of my yeah. agreement. That's going to yep. cost you a thousand dollars if you would uh, just go Dude, ahead you, and send you gave it me over. Your, you gave me an agreement right after we met. Oh, really? Yeah. It must have been the. Uh, I hadn't even left. I hadn't even left New Orleans and I already had your agreement. <laughs> well, that's probably because we spent over a thousand dollars at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And you were sweating blankets yeah, for two true. days. So uh, number 15 on my agreement says, you know, we got a non-refundable 50% retainer fee. And the reason why we call it retainer fee and not deposit, because the deposit, you really, you, you can give back. You can give back. But a retainer fee, yeah. you retained me like an attorney. That's why all of my retainer fees go into an escrow account, and then we feed off of that, you know. So, um it says non-refundable 50% retainer fee. Uh, it is acknowledged by the customer that the non-refundable retainer fee is required upon signing of the agreement. The customer acknowledges that the 50% fee is non-refundable due to scheduling the work to be performed, arranging for delivery of equipment, purchasing material, and taking other necessary steps to complete the work under the herein agreement. The retainer fee will not be refunded. Now, look, guys, this is a residential contract agreement that we're talking about so 
if you're looking at commercial, right. usually they send you the contract, right? right. Or if you're doing light commercial, you can, you're going to want to do word things a little differently. But we're dealing with homeowners yep. here who most of them don't have a clue what the hell we're talking about, right? So, you know, we lay out our payment terms right off the bat, you know, down yep. to, um, you know, if you order aluminum from me and you do, you, you literally owe me for all that aluminum. If I order it, it's yours. So we got a guy ordered it. His dog died. Um, it's some weird aluminum, and uh, we can't use it. So we're dropping it off at his house this week. Here you go, buddy. Oh, can you sell it for me? Man, I ain't got time to sell this for you, you know? I don't. Yep. Not when you're going to order um, six-foot quad-top puppy picket, you know, textured white. I'm never going to sell that. Never. Yeah. You know what I mean? So but you have to have for for those guys that don't have a massive established agreement or contract. Um, you have to have something like you can't just approach it with nothing. And I, the reason I was looking down here is I'm actually trying to pull up one of ours because well, we have a very simple um Right in their terms and conditions on every estimate before it even gets into all the weeds. It says all estimates are provided as is in standard terms or 50% deposit due upon contract agreement with the remainder due at the time of completion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like that's what I put before anything else. So it's amazing. Everybody knows that's right over the price. Like, like I, I'm sorry, right under the price. So literally you see the price of your job. And then it says standard terms of 50% deposit upon contract agreement and remainder due upon completion. Now, as you've done and you know, why, why do you think it's important to, let me ask you this. Why do you think it's important to have something like, like I've done to start, but then explain to everyone what, like the next steps, like what you're talking about, like your agreements, 15, Dude, I remember when my entire thing was one page and two thirds of it was the drawing and the header, right? Right, right. I've got twenty five five line items, line items, and that's from twenty five mistakes that have been made over the past twenty three years. Okay, people want to yep. know why I got a dog shit clause. Well, you know what? I've never charged a person a single dime to pick up dog shit, but I can't tell you how many times I get calls or text messages that say, hey, I just want to make sure y'all come in Friday because I'm going to get my kids out there uh, Thursday afternoon to pick up all the dog mess. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Mission accomplished. Now, yep. some people like my my buddy old flip flop Mark Olson down there in St. Augustine, uh, Florida. He's like, uh, you know, you start throwing all this stuff in, in your contracts and it just, oh, we're going to charge you for this. We're going to charge you for this. We're going to charge you for this. He goes, it gets a little out of hand. Maybe you should say it a little differently and just give them notice. Hey, look, this needs to be done before we get there. That's fine. That's Mark's opinion. My opinion is money hurts. If I can get into your pocket, you're not going to like it. and You're going to make sure you keep my hand out. So when I go to stick my hand in, boom, you're going to pop it, right? And how's that? By sure. picking that dog crap up. 
So, yeah, we do have a uh, dog shit clause. But the other thing we have, you know, we tell our customers right right off the bat, you know, um, when it comes to dealing with payments and stuff, if a customer fails to pay an invoice upon completion of the uh, of a job, Fence King slash Danblon Services may refer to collection of the unpaid amount to an attorney or collection agency. You know, people people start moving when you got the type of verbiage that they've signed, yep. and ninety eight percent of them don't read it. So they're like, "Oh, I didn't know that." Well, yeah, hmm, I, I didn't read that. Well, I, I don't know what to tell you. You know, if customers unpaid invoices referred to an attorney or collections agency, customers shall pay all reasonable attorney fees and or collections agents fees plus 10% inconvenience fee of invoice total above and beyond attorney and collections agency and or lien is filed. Right. Services shall be yeah. ongoing basis. Customers shall also pay an additional $100 per day late fee for every day the invoice remains unpaid from the date of receipt. Never had to use it, but you know what? It sure is nice to go. Well, you know, uh, Mister uh, Mister Downs, you know, it's been four days. I'm gonna go ahead and waive that four hundred dollars fee if we can go ahead and get payment right now. So, I've never charged it, but it right. gives me firm footing, and it also gives me something to negotiate with. So, and I think what you said at the beginning is there are a number of mistakes. Two dozen mistakes or two dozen instances that have led to all these things. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm kind of more in the camp of Mark Olson, which is why we're talking about this, because where you're the one end of it, I'm the other end of it. However, we both see that there has to be some protection. You have to indemnify yourself of liability that you don't need to you know, to take on. Well, you know, there's, there's different types of business owners and I'm, I'm, I'm a stickler. This is it. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I mean, I had a homeowner literally tell me how I was going to run my job the other day. And I was like, ah, I'm sorry, Mr. Uh, Bujo, but, uh, that's not going to happen. And my assistant sitting there and her eyes are like this big, you know? <laughs> and he's like, well, you know what? I was like, uh, sir, that's not the way we do things. If that's the way you wanted it done, Read your agreement. You were supposed to let us know all those things in advance so we could accommodate you. It's too late. Guys are already there. Well, I just don't understand why you tore everything down. Why couldn't you just tear down one side, build it completely, then tear down? I'm like, no. We come in and tear everything down. You know? Well, I got a pool. Well, I originally did this guy's fence originally. And we had to order the aluminum. And his pool sat unprotected for like back then we were like 12 weeks out. He didn't have a problem. Now you got a problem with the pool being exposed. We literally pulling all this guy's aluminum up and moving it around his yard and doing a different layout. Yeah. Talk about a shit show. Right. So um, and he wants me to do it in sections. And on top of that, he's got a neighbor that uh, sits outside and if you touch a blade of grass on his side, you know, he calls the cops, right? So it, the whole job is just a nightmare. But, yeah, I just flat out tell him, no, that's not happening. That's it. You know? And we know these things because we've dealt with these things, right? Yeah, man, but I'm we, a little hardened we, over the years. You know, 23 years of dealing <laughs> with these people, I'm just, like, calloused. You know, sure. a lot of these people say, 
you know, I hear guys go, oh, well, you know, you, you need to do this or say this. And yeah, shut up. This is what we're doing. You don't like it? There's 25 other fence companies. Go hire those some bitches. We don't have time for that, man. We're a well-oiled machine. We're rocking. We're rolling. This is what we're doing. But as everyone hears that, you can still say that, and you don't have to do it like Dan Plot. Well, no, no. You don't have to do it like me. But <laughs> You know if, what I'm saying? Like, well, you don't have to be. If that, I get a customer that's pushing me, line, like, I, sure. I push a little harder than they do to let them know. Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa. Sure. Back down. Calm down. You know what? Yep. I'm running this show. You don't run my company. I do. So, uh, we, you know, we had one, we had one today. Um, he wants to sign the contract and go with us, but he is not on board with the fact that we have, um, uh, irrigation sprinkler clause in the, in the agreement. He just cannot get over it. And I told Donnie, I was like, Donnie, call him back and tell him, if he tells us where he thinks the sprinklers are, we're going to hand dig those areas. But like, you know, but he's like, I think it's on the, and then I go, if it's on the property line, how is this our problem? Are you well, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm sitting there going, what are you talking about? Like you, you what do you not want the fence on the property line? No, I do, Dan. Well, well then, then it's going to get broken. You know, I like, you, well, know, we, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I've, I've got a utility waiver and I tell the customer, yeah, do you know where the sprinkle lines are? No. Well, then how in the hell am I supposed to? Yeah, exactly. No, I don't see. We how. don't know. I'm like, well, you know, uh, right. Mr. Downs, how am I supposed to know if you don't know? But I guarantee you, we're going to find them. And when we leave, you're going to know exactly where they are. Yep. You know? Uh, and that's one of our things on here, but I don't think we got there yet, man. You're jumping ahead no, of no. the game. I know. I was jumping ahead of the game. So... um, <laughs> How do you handle your schedule and your timeline? What do you, what, how do you, how do you do that? Cause I know, you know, we always state how far we're out, how many days, yep. you know, we project to, to do the project. And we literally say on our deal, it's real schedule, real easy. Schedule is contingent upon delays caused by weather, availability yep. of materials and or manpower. Because you start getting into a period where, hey, I, people aren't showing up for work. Look, I went through Hurricane Katrina. When the hurricane was over for about the first month, everything was great. But then all the fast food restaurants didn't have anybody working because everybody was mm -hmm. out making their first million, right? So yeah. next thing you know, they're paying people $20 an hour to go flip burgers and work the drive through And, you know, we're talking almost 15 years ago. More than 15 years ago, right? So, yeah, um, yeah that was 2005. This is 2023. Yeah, right. 20 years. Yeah. So, people didn't want to work for the Fence King. So, guess what? We don't have the manpower. We're getting it done as fast as we can. I just got me and Billy Joe Bob. Yeah. Everybody else left me, you know? So, and I was a young company, man. I was real young. I mean, I didn't go full time. Uh, like, don't have a regular, don't have a regular job until the end of two thousand three. So, mm. you know, ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand three. Yeah. So for the first five years, I was working a regular job and had a sub crew building for me. You know, so we were we were a young company, man. So man, I learned the manpower thing quick. And guess what? Yep. When COVID hit and when um, 
uh, what do you call the checks everybody was getting? The all the, oh, f- the PPP. Well, no, not the PPP, but everybody was getting oh, these. The, um, uh, yeah, Biden checks. I don't know. Yeah, they were all getting checks. Oh, fifteen hundred here, thousand here. You couldn't get anybody to work, man. Right. You know. Oh, I got COVID. I got to stay home two weeks. Paid. Jesus Christ. You know. <laughs> we didn't have manpower. I already had that in, right. in motion. You know. So what do what do y'all do? Yeah. I mean, are you clear about hey, we're X amount of weeks out because we put that on our estimate. If you get an estimate yeah. from me, Fence King is currently two weeks out as of you know six, whatever the date is seven ten whatever you know. So because we're so young, and the I use that as a sales uh, tool really. Um, and having subcontractors across the board, I can add crews at any given time. Mm-hmm. You know, I can just start making calls and figuring it out. So we don't put anything like that on our estimates or our agreements. Um, but through our automations that you helped us set up in Job Nimbus, we establish all those things immediately upon site. So all those things start ticking. Mm-hmm. And then they're aware of like, okay, you know, it's going to be two to three weeks. Here's what's happening. And then as they're in the automation process, we have it variable within the workflow that we can change those as we start to get booked out further or less, then it really starts to speed up, you know, and, uh, but it's having all those automations. That's how we do it and get that information out there. And I think it answers again, it just, it provides your customer, your customer just wants to know, they're investing a lot of money in a project that we're doing for them, right? Mm-hmm. Especially right now. Yeah. The, the projects are expensive, right? Like this isn't three or four years ago. I mean, it's twice as much as it was back four years ago, right? Yeah. Every oh, fence yeah. is. Yeah. So, you know, a $5,000 fence is a $10,000 fence. And I, I talk about this all the time in the office. I was like, don't, don't be fooled. We understand that this is, these are now sizable investments. A two thousand dollar job that you're like, all right, two thousand bucks is a four thousand dollar job. Again, it's it's not a drop in the bucket. It's a, something substantial that um, that we all need to recognize and be aware of. And um, but like I said, the automations help my team figure out like like get the information out there in a timely manner and make sure that it's consistent with what's going on for that day or that week. Yeah, yeah. Fences are crazy expensive, man. They really are. It's what it is. Dude, I sell fences every day, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I didn't pay this for a fence. <laughs> it's, that's, it's why you, that's why you guys selling, all you guys selling the treated fences and stuff. I'm like, what? You know, I just can't even fathom, but man. The I'm problem like, is, is uh, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a perfect example. Today, Uh guy lives in Houston. He hasn't lived in his house in Mandeville for eight years. His ex-wife lives there. So that tells me his kids must be there. So he's got to keep everything going, I guess, right? Plus, he's got a house in the next town over. So the dude's probably loaded. And this is a nice house, bro. He's probably knocking on a a million on this house, um, which is is nice. And we're replacing the fence across the back. It's like 90-foot or 8-foot cedar. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm not paying. I don't even live in that house. I want to do it in pine. So I'm like, okay. So I price it in pine. And, you know, I'm thinking this guy's got the money. But he's like, I don't, I haven't, I haven't been to the house in eight years. You know, 
(laughs) So we bid it in pine, and then he said he got a price from someone else, and they're using three two-by-four runners on an eight-foot pine fence. And I'm like, uh, nope. You do not want to do that. Well, they're using two runners. With an 11-inch reveal. Yeah, they're doing two runners on a six-foot pine fence, and I'm like, no, we do three. I'm like, yeah, we're definitely not doing apples to apples, and I'm probably going to be more expensive than that guy, you know. But yeah. uh, anyway, yeah. So, <laughs> but fences are expensive, man. They're high. Yeah. Um, what's another man? Permits and approvals. What do you do about permits and like HOA approvals? And how do you, how do y'all so, handle that? Yeah, so we're really blessed. Um, our, we don't have to have any permits out here. I'm telling you, Oklahoma's wild, wild, wild west. Like, you can build, it's your land, you can kind of build whatever you want. So you're inside of an HOA. That's really where we run into linchpins um, in the process. So what, what we've done is we created an automation um, where if you've got most of the time, there's, there's three different types of fences that we're selling into these. Uh, covenant controlled neighborhoods, which is an HOA, right? So you have a covenants um, with bylaws and all that jazz. Somewhere in there, uh, in a mandatory HOA, it's going to tell you exactly what the fence can be. Uh, must be six foot tall, opaque, wood in nature, blah, blah. You know, they have all their legal, you know, jargon in that, right? Right. And or, or, or approved by architectural committee or something like that, right? Or approved by board, you know, um, alterations to the covenants or bylaws or whatever. So we know that the three main types of fences that we have are always the same. So we created an automation with the, the information coming in that's already pre done. And then we put with pictures and then we put their drawing and the estimate and send that to them and literally let them forward that directly to their board. I have not ever, ever had any pushback at all they're like <laughs> you know because could you imagine if you're a volunteer on a hoa board and you know you're in a covenant covenant controlled neighborhood right and you're a volunteer and you know uh jimmy bob is pulling up and he's got J- jimmy bob fenced and he's trying to do mr and mrs smith's house mm-hmm. and they're looking at him going all right uh so what's he going to put up and jimmy bob's you, you know I'm, I'm putting up fence yeah Putting up a fence. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I have, man. Um, we have uh, in our agreement. Yeah, we, ha- we have in our agreement line number one. It's the customer's responsibility to obtain HOA approval and or any required permits prior to Fence King slash Dan Bond Services arrival for installation. If Fence King Dan Bond Services installs a fence that is not permitted or approved by the governing HOA, the customer takes full responsibility, holds fence, king, damn ball, defense, whatever, claims harmless, arising any questions of the installed fence. Customer will defend fence king and reimburse him all the costs in connection with any claim by anyone about the fence in question. So I'll give you a prime example, man. We have so many subdivisions I can't keep up with the HOAs and their rules. Mm-hmm. Now, they're pretty much all the same. 
But when it's a brand new subdivision, they're like Nazis, man. They want boom, boom, boom. This is the way it's going to be. And then as the subdivision starts getting bigger, they start getting laxed and more laxed. Because now they done got everybody in there and they bought all the lots. All the lots are sold. We don't care what the subdivision looks like now, you know. So we'll go into a subdivision that's supposed to be all cedar. Crazy. $200,000 homes and you're making these people pay, you know, $15,000 for a fence. Are you are you insane? Right. Because you want to go with cedar. Let the people have pines. So then next thing you know, Joe over here puts his own fence up pine. Screw them. I don't care. So then I got Karen going, well, you know, Joe put pine down the street. And I'm like, well, you know. I want pine. It used to be the, the HOA says cedar. So I just got tired of that, that conversation, you know. Yep. So I'm just at the point, so- you know what, you got to get approval. And, and that's yeah. the other thing, man. I got all these cities, and you can do one thing in the city, but outside the city limits, you can do another. You know what? You figure that out. I don't have time. Now, like David yeah. Gatto, he's up in the Northeast. He's got people. That's all they do is, is file for, for permits and stuff. We don't have that here. Yeah. So we're doing a job the other day in downtown Covington. I know you need a permit. And my guys are working. Of course, we're on like a main thoroughfare. And it's like the second to last day of the job. It was a big job. We were out there for like four days. We got maybe a day and a half left. City pulls up, shuts us down. Now, this is how big of a joke it is. We tore down the exact same fence that we're putting back up in the exact same place. Mm-hmm. You want to know what the difference is? This fence is brand new and it's not 20 years old. Okay? <laughs> That's the only freaking difference. So, right. They shut us down. So my guys call. And you believe this guy sat there until my guys left? So my guys leave. Oh, yeah. I'm like, fine. We had an issue at uh, Loft 18 doing a commercial job. They uh, they hit one of our posts. We had to go fix it. Before my guys drove 20 minutes away, the homeowner had called me, was like, well, I didn't know this. I'm like, well, it's you know number one on our agreement. He goes back and reads it. Oh, oh, well, I thought you said you were going to do that. No, I have never done it in 23 years. So maybe that other fence company you talked to said they were going to do it, but not not Fence King. Before they got to Mandeville, we had the conversation. He drove down the street, walked into the permit office. Guess what they wanted? $50. Oh, you can go build your fence now. Why don't they just That's make it? a millage for that and just be done with it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Can you put a can you put a pan out in front of City Hall? I'll yeah. Just throw, Insane, throw man. In over there. Yeah. So, what about? So I was going to say, Dan. Go one thing we do. Um, I mentioned this earlier too when I was reading that first line of our estimate. Is that's one of the reasons I talked to one of my friends a couple of years ago about this. But that's one of the reasons I put all estimates and contracts are as is and what we're referring to is the scope like everything that comes to that point Mm -hmm. it's as is so if it doesn't say that so that might be a simple thing just for some of the new guys to do you know just look and read what you're what you're telling people and that may be you need to check your local jurisdictions if it's if it's applicable but like in in tulsa county where we do the bulkhead of our work and in this area um just by having that saying that says 
the the estimate in the contract is as is um allows us to have that freedom of understanding like what came before this is what it is and so if you say that we haven't done something that's clearly stated on there then that can't be the case unless yeah. we really did do it wrong yeah yeah but man when you first start off it's it's tough that's why you got a network go yep. to go to fence tech go to go to afa meetings you know all that good stuff man fence show whatever yeah, it is man whatever it is yeah you got to get to the you know Wheeler talks about it all the time. You get into that next event and stuff, and he's right. I mean, there's you so, so much, much I've learned from meeting everybody out there for sure. Yeah. One last thing, man. We're gonna cut this. Uh, we're gonna be done. Liability and insurance. So, uh, you know, we used to automatically just send it over, but then we quit doing that. I only send it if people ask for it. You know, and. Uh, you know, I, but I will say this: that's all about the change in my region. We're going to change it to where these guys are going to have to show them a COI, a certificate of insurance. And the way that I'm going to do that is, well, I'm not going to say the way I'm going to do it just yet because I'm not ready to introduce that into the market. But we are in the process <laughs> okay. of doing it. I've sent you that link. That uh, I sent you a link, and you opened it the other day. I can't say. We'll t- we'll talk about oh, it later. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I'm going to utilize it. Now I know what you're talking about. That's how I'm going to utilize it. Nice. But I learned this from, uh, is it Christian or Chris R- R- Royce or Rios? I can't say his name of Elite Fence and Outdoor Tampa, Florida. Tampa Bay, Florida. Yeah, Rios. Rios. Yeah, Christian Rios. He sent me this deal, and I was like, this is awesome. So I'm taking that to the next level, and we're going to have it to where – everyone's going to be asking, hey, I need to see your your insurance. So we're going to put pressure on guys, and it's it's for a couple things. We're going to run the guys out that don't have it, We're going to, or we're going to raise the bar, and everyone's going to start having it. But we're going to make sure that that customer is going to be thinking twice. Oh, he doesn't have insurance because now everybody's got it. Everybody's showing it. Mm. You know, so it's either going to make you step up or uh, or get out. You know, because we we've got to ra- we got to raise raise the bar. Yep. So what do y'all do about insurance yep. and liability and all that? I mean, of course we have it, yeah. right? Like I don't even let any of my guys operate outside of all of the different types of insurance, whether it's general liability, workers' comp, um, commercial auto, whatever that looks like. We got it all got it all covered um every one of our subcontractors does the same thing they have to um to work for us so uh it's just kind of a given well um, when it comes to your customer i guess we're more we're more worried about yeah, your yeah, contract yeah. do you just automatically give it to them or you just let them ask if it's a homeowner i let them i let them ask at yeah. this point but i like the idea of putting it out there because that could always create in the back of like, especially when you're looking at two different bids, right? And one bids, let's say 4,500, one's 5,000. You know, if you provide the, you know, your GL certificate, you know, your COI, and they're looking at it, they're like, oh, and the other guys don't even mention insurance. That might just create a little bit of doubt for them to ask. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll get that over to you. Mm-hmm. And 
the more, you know, it, fear is a very powerful selling tool. Um, just the fact, right. And you can use it in your favor in those types of circumstances, like you're talking about, Dan, where you just planting the seeds of like, Hey, we got this man. Right. Now, I don't know about those guys. If they got it, eh. so, you know, but you don't even, you, you're you, just by you saying we have it and setting a precedent can immediately make someone be like, well, I wonder if ABC fence has it. Well, it's a little bit more than just saying it. And the way that I'm going to do it is really going to get, it's almost like I'm marketing the customer to ask everyone. And how do you get the customer to ask everyone? And I think I've got that figured out. So right. we're, we're going to utilize right. that, man. But I'm waiting. I got a meeting this week with a guy. I got to get that ironed out. Once I get that ironed out, then maybe I can then release what I'm going to be doing. Plus, I'm waiting on Benji to uh, – he's got to get something straight for me. So hmm. we got – I got a few little what, – whatever. I've got, I got a few more irons in the fire that we got to get handled, and I'll be ready to rock and roll with it, man. So anyway. Good. Hey, guys, don't forget Finch Track. Get your Fence Life sign. Go to MyFenceLife.com. Get your sign. Get your swag. And a uh, big big shout-out to my salesman. We love those guys. BizRater.com. Expert Stain and Seal. Have you seen the new reels with the little Expert Stain and Seal at the bottom? The little buckets, the little and all that good stuff. I can't get my fingers right, bro. Where's your bucket? My buckets. Oh, they're, they're over there. They're over that way. <laughs> right there, the bucket. Right there. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot those buckets were there. Yeah, the Jeez. buckets are here. That's what I've been pointing at. Oh, I thought you were doing a little Saturday night wild, wow, a little Saturday night oh, fever no. over there, staying alive, man. Brett, Brett's Brett's way up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hey, man, it was great hanging out with you. That uh, that's going to complete our part one of unlocking the secret defense contracts, right? Uh, protecting your project. And from misunderstandings with Nathan Downs. Hey guys, Thanks for me, bud. Uh, we love you, man. We love what we do. We love the fence industry. And uh, hey, y'all just uh, keep on fencing. You've been listening to my fence life. Yes, we like to have fun, beer, bourbon, and business. And although we have fun. We take our business very seriously. Dan Blanc is known as the Fence King, and he's been providing high-quality fence solutions since 1999. He's connected to industry leaders, business leaders, financing experts, and marketing gurus that will be on the show to talk about their success stories. To find out more about us, hit the website at myfencelife.com. Listen to the show wherever you consume your content. We are everywhere. Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast. See you next time on My Fence Life.